The Apostle Paul was well-trained in the customs and teachings of the Jewish nation of the Old Covenant. Paul was the student of one of the famous teachers in the Jewish temple. And Paul persecuted the Christians because the way of God had not been revealed to Paul yet. He simply knew the Old Testament and the ways of the Jewish people of the Old Covenant. He had not heard from God concerning Jesus. Though Jesus was now crucified and taken into heaven and had established the New Testament church, Paul was trying to find disciples of Jesus to put them in prison and often kill them. This is all so exciting to read about Paul in Acts chapter 9. A woman in our church group came to me once and said, I don't know if I'm born again or not. Can a person like me, who's done all the evil that I've done, be saved? What about Paul? Have you gone out and actually caught Christians and killed them? That's what Paul had done. He explained it in the sense he did it in ignorance. She couldn't have done much worse, if any, than Paul did. She explained that she had been divorced twice, had committed adultery against her first husband, had gotten pregnant, and had her child aborted, married again, and divorced that husband. Those are pretty serious things. Certainly, none of us would willingly do those things, and she probably wouldn't do them now because I have evidence that she's born again now. So she probably wouldn't do them now, and she's probably horrified over what she did in the past. I know I'm horrified over what I've done in the past. When I have a memory, it's usually that I didn't treat someone very well before I was born again. And I hate what I've done. I hate the memory of what I've spoken. I hate my life before I was born again. And even after I was born again, I hate things that I have said that weren't kind or merciful. I hate those things. The whole purpose of the new covenant is that God is going to be merciful toward us. It doesn't mean we continue to live in our sins. We are so grateful to God for being merciful and saving us. We're just so enormously grateful for what God has done. We don't want to go forward in sins. And by reading the Bible, it can show us 
things that we need to modify in our life. It can show us things by the Holy Spirit that are not good so that we can change by the Holy Spirit of God. That's one reason I just love what the Bible writes about Paul. We're going to read that today. Start at Acts chapter 8. Because chapter 8 is the chapter where they killed the great man of God, Stephen. Verse 1 of Acts chapter 8, when they killed Stephen, and Saul was consenting unto Stephen's death. And at that time there was a great persecution against the church, which was at Jerusalem. And they were all scattered abroad throughout the regions of Judea and Samaria, except the apostles. The people that had been Jewish and converted to Jesus, all of those people at that time were scattered throughout the regions of Judea and Samaria. Now, what do you think happened when they were scattered, when they had to leave Jerusalem and they were scattered? The word of God that is now in them went with them and they shared it with other people all over the world. At the time Stephen was killed by the Jews, Paul was consenting to the death of Stephen. Paul was very well trained in the ways of the Jewish nation. Here comes something along in his life where people are saying they follow Jesus. Well, he goes out and rounds them up and puts them in prison by authority of the high priest. And many of them are put to death. And Saul, Paul, consents to their death. Acts chapter 9. And Saul, yet breathing out threatenings and slaughter against the disciples of the Lord, went to the high priest and desired of him letters to Damascus, to the synagogues, that if he found any of this way, whether they were men or women, he might bring them bound unto Jerusalem. And as he journeyed, he came near Damascus, and suddenly there shined round about him a light from heaven. And he fell to the earth and heard a voice saying unto him, Saul, Saul, why persecutest thou me? And Paul said, Who art thou, Lord? And the Lord said, I am Jesus, whom thou persecutest. It is hard 
for thee to kick against the pricks. And he, trembling and astonished, said, Lord, what wilt thou have me to do? And the Lord said unto him, Arise, and go into the city, and it shall be told thee what thou must do. And the men which journeyed with him stood speechless, hearing a voice, but seeing no man. And Saul arose from the earth, and when his eyes were opened, he saw no man. He was blind. But they led him by the hand and brought him into Damascus, and he was there three days without sight, and neither did he eat or drink. Notice how instant salvation is. The minute God spoke to me to show me that what I was doing were not mistakes, but were sins, I was instantly born again. I didn't study to be born again. I didn't have an interest in Bible at that time. But the minute this happened to me, I was changed into a new creature. And that's what it says in 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17. Therefore, if any of you be in Christ, he is a new creature. Instantly a new creature, born again by the Spirit of God. As you were born by a natural mother, you're later born again by the Spirit of God. A miraculous birth. And as I think of it, it's sort of like Jesus. Because when Jesus was born, it wasn't of a natural parent, a father. He was born by the Holy Spirit through Mary, his mother. We are born again through the Holy Spirit by the will of God made into a new creature, instantly changed, instantly changed. I didn't want to be around the people I'd been around before. I wanted to be around Christians. I wanted to go to church. I wanted to read the Bible. That's how changed I was. So the Lord told Paul, to go into Damascus, and it would be told to him what he was going to do. There's no evidence that Paul communicated in any way with the high priest in Jerusalem. He just disappeared until he appeared in the synagogues preaching Jesus. Now, at the same time God is working with Paul, God is working with a disciple at Damascus who is named Ananias. When God has told you to do something or me to do something, he is very often going before us and making the crooked things straight. 
and breaking in pieces the gates of brass and making the way for us to do what he has told us. So it's all prepared within us and outside of us in the task that he has told us to do. So as Jesus was speaking to Paul, God was speaking to Ananias. Acts chapter 9, verse 10. And there was a certain disciple at Damascus named Ananias. And to him said the Lord in a vision, Ananias? And he said, Behold, I am here, Lord. And the Lord said to him, Arise and go into the street, which is called Straight, and inquire in the house of Judas for one called Saul of Tarsus. For behold, he prayeth, and he has seen in a vision a man named Ananias coming in and putting his hand on him that he might receive his sight. Then Ananias answered, Lord, I have heard by many of this man how much evil he has done to thy saints at Jerusalem. And here he hath authority from the chief priest to bind all that call on thy name. But the Lord said unto him, Go thy way. For he is a chosen vessel unto me to bear my name before the Gentiles and kings and the children of Israel. For I will show him how great things he must suffer for my name's sake. Verse 17. And Ananias went his way and entered into the house and putting his hands on Paul, Saul, said, Brother Saul, the Lord, even Jesus, that appeared unto thee in the way as thou camest, hath sent me, that thou mightest receive thy sight and be filled with the Holy Ghost. And immediately there fell from Paul's eyes as it had been scales, and he received sight forthwith, and arose and was baptized. And when he had received meat, he was strengthened. Then was Saul certain days with the disciples which were at Damascus. And straightway he preached Jesus in the synagogues that he is the Son of God. But all that heard him were amazed and said, Is not this he that destroyed them which called on this name in Jerusalem? and came hither for that intent. 
that he might bring them bound unto the chief priest. And here he is preaching Jesus in the synagogue. But Saul increased the more in strength and confounded the Jews, which dwelt at Damascus, proving that this is the very Christ, Messiah. And after that, many days were fulfilled, the Jews took counsel to kill Paul. He's been taking prisoner the children of God and even having them killed. And now instantly he's in the synagogue preaching Jesus. Well, it would be very shocking. From Damascus, Paul tried to go to the disciples of Jesus who were living in Jerusalem. But they didn't want to have him in their house. They were afraid of him. He had been putting disciples of Jesus into prison, and they thought it was a trick. But Barnabas convinced them that it wasn't a trick, that Jesus had spoken to Paul, and now he was a disciple of Jesus. But they were very afraid of Paul. In Acts chapter 26, Paul is speaking to King Agrippa, and he gives more detail about his encounter with Jesus on the road to Damascus. Let's read that. Acts 26, start at verse 9. Paul says to King Agrippa, I verily thought with myself that I ought to do many things contrary to the name of Jesus of Nazareth, which thing I also did in Jerusalem. And many of the saints did I shut up in prison, having received authority from the chief priest. And when they were put to death, I gave my voice against them. And I punished them oft in every synagogue and compelled them to blaspheme. And being exceedingly mad against them, I persecuted them even unto strange cities. Whereupon, as I went to Damascus with authority and commission from the chief priest, at midday, O king, I saw in the way a light from heaven above the brightness of the sun, shining round about me and them which journeyed with me. And when we were all fallen to the earth, I heard a voice speaking unto me and saying in the Hebrew tongue, Saul, Saul, why persecutest thou me? It is hard for thee to kick against the pricks. 
And I said, Who art thou, Lord? And he said, I am Jesus, whom thou persecutest. But rise and stand upon thy feet, for I have appeared unto thee for this purpose, to make thee a minister and a witness both of these things which thou hast seen and of those things in the which I will appear unto thee, delivering thee from the people and from the Gentiles unto whom I now send thee. Because Paul was going to be an apostle to the Gentiles. Verse 18, to open their eyes and to turn them from darkness to light and from the power of Satan unto God, that they may receive forgiveness of sins and inheritance among them which are sanctified by faith in me. Whereupon, O King Agrippa, I was not disobedient unto the heavenly vision, says the Apostle Paul. But it's the same way we're saved. Jesus speaks to us from heaven. It's in the form of a thought. It just comes to us, a message from God. And we are changed forever. And God puts his Holy Spirit into us. One other scripture now, Ezekiel 36, for this tells of the New Testament and what God will do in causing people to be born again. Start at verse 23. God says, And I will sanctify my great name, which was profaned, made secular, among the heathen, which ye have profaned in the midst of them. And the heathen shall know that I am the Lord, saith the Lord God, when I shall be sanctified in you before their eyes. What that means is this. We, in our ignorance, have profaned God. We have said to people what God will do and what he will not do and what God is when we don't know. Well, God is going to change us and sanctify us and take us out of the world and sanctify us in him. And some of the people that knew us before we are born again are going to say, what happened to her? We will be sanctified by God before their eyes, and they won't know what to think about it. When my mother was born again, my uncle wrote to me and said, your mother has really changed. She's changed. Well, yes, she had been born again by God in her latter years. For I will take you from among the heathen. You're not going to want to run around with those people you've been running around with at the bars and stuff. You're not even going to want to go to the bars. 
You're going to be changed. You're going to want to be with the church. For I will take you, says God, in verse 24, from among the heathen and gather you out of all countries and will bring you to your own land. Then I will sprinkle clean water upon you, and ye shall be clean from all your filthiness and from all your idols will I cleanse you. Now listen to this part. A new heart also will I give you, and a new spirit. We're not the same. And I will put my spirit within you and cause you to walk in my statutes, and ye shall keep my judgments and do them. Ezekiel chapter 36, verses 23 through 27. Thank you for allowing me to speak this to you today.